Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and as you might expect, this is The Great America Show. Delighted to have you with us. A lot happening. President Biden this week embarking on his trip to Europe. His first stop Sunday was in London, where he was met by a gracious King Charles, particularly after Biden had blown him off and chose not to attend his coronation. Biden on the grounds of Buckingham Palace often seemed embarrassingly sidetracked, off-track, dazed, confused, and a wee bit intimidated by those beefeater royal guards clad in their red coats and bearskin hats. From London, Biden headed to the Baltics, arrived in Lithuania yesterday for the start of the NATO summit, where he is almost guaranteed to be a sad sack again, lost in the goings-on in Vilnius, and I wonder if he knows just how close he is to the Russian border. And in Vilnius, he's meeting there with the leaders of Australia, New Zealand, Japan, South Korea, the European Union, and Finland. The topic of discussion, Russia's 500-plus day war against Ukraine, Russia's increasing aggression toward the West, and how Biden and his cabinet have only helped fuel the fire, including Biden's dispatch of a new $800 million military aid package that includes cluster bombs for Ukraine. Also on the agenda, the possibility of Ukraine's membership in NATO which Biden has, of course, flip-flopped on many times, but most recently told CNN he doesn't support their membership until the war is over. That is, he seems intent on prolonging that war. I don't think it's ready for membership in NATO, but here's the deal. I spent, as you know, a great deal of time trying to hold NATO together because I believe Putin has had an overwhelming objective from the time he launched 185,000 troops into Ukraine. And that was to break NATO. He was confident, in my view, and many of the intelligence community, he was confident he could break NATO. So holding NATO together is really critical. I don't think there is unanimity in NATO about whether or not to bring Ukraine into the NATO family now, at this moment, in the middle of a war. For example, if you did that, then, you know, we, I, and I mean what I say, we're, we're determined to commit every inch of territory that is NATO territory. It's a commitment that we've all made no matter what. If the war is going on, then we're all in a war. You know, we're in war with Russia, if that were the case. So I think we have to lay out a path for the rational path for Russia, for, excuse me, for Ukraine to be able to qualify to get into NATO. And if you watched MSNBC yesterday morning, I would ask first, why would you do that? But there you would have found a band of cheerleaders for the Biden regime, carrying on about how wonderful his foreign policy, the economy, his diplomacy, 
Marxist Dem commentator Chris Matthews regaling viewers with his deep insight, even going so far as to say President Biden's leadership is, quote, brilliant at a level of FDR or Eisenhower, end quote. We're doing a great job in world leadership, probably at the level of FDR or Eisenhower. We're holding the world together. We're building NATO as it was built to be when it was first formed to stop Russia, to stop Russia's advancement into Western Europe. And look where we've stopped them at the Ukraine and Ukraine. That's where we stopped them and in the Balkans. It's extraordinary uh, what Blinken has done and Jake Sullivan have done and what the president have done all together. They're doing a great job. But here at home, and you talked about that earlier this morning, this distinction where people cannot say what you said in your article for The Atlantic. They can't breathe it. They can't believe it, which is everything is doing pretty well. We have inflation. It's continued, but it's going down. Everything is going. It's going swimmingly. The Marxist dim mainstream media is hard at it, working to do all they can to cocoon the impaired puppet president and his minions. Turning now to Capitol Hill, where FBI Director Christopher Wray is set to testify before the House Judiciary Committee tomorrow morning. Wray's testimony comes as calls for him to resign are intensifying. Director Wray has been complicit in cover-up after cover-up at the highest levels of government, including the illegal raid on a former president's home, the protection of a corrupt sitting president and his son, and the FBI's targeting of concerned parents at school board meetings. Chairing the Judiciary Committee is the man who is leading the House investigations of Biden regime corruption and the weaponization of government against the American people. He is Congressman Jim Jordan, Chairman Jordan joins us now. Congressman Jordan, good of you to be with us here today. Let's start with your thoughts on how helpful Christopher Ray will be, who's been at the very least uncooperative and often outright obstructive. Yeah, well, a couple things. One, I really think this this year in Congress, it's Republicans' focus should be to uh, limit how taxpayer dollars are spent in these various agencies to to protect American people from what we believe has been the weaponization of, of the federal government against against we the people. So it'll be making the case for why we need to do that in the appropriations process. And then furthermore, um, FISA, the 702 program is up for reauthorization. So we I think we will highlight all those things that have that have happened at the Justice Department that show a double standard that show that we don't have an equal treatment under the law like we're supposed to have in this country and why that reinforces our position that we should not reauthorize FISA in its current form. Because when I mean, you think about it, Lou, they, they, the Justice Department, the FBI have, have called parents terrorists, set up a snitch line to report parents. The FBI investigated 25 moms and dads across this country. We know that because of whistleblowers who come forward. Then it was the memorandum at the, uh, Richmond Field Office, uh, the FBI Richmond Field Office, where they said, if you're a pro-life Catholic, you're a radical, you're an extremist. Then it was the retaliation against the whistleblowers who came forward and told us about these things. And then, of course, finally, we had what, what we got just a week ago, six days ago, in the, um, in the decision from Judge Doty in the Western District of, of Louisiana, where he talked about the censorship that the FBI and the rest of the government has been involved in and limiting Americans First Amendment free speech rights. And so I think we'll highlight all that, not to mention this latest thing with, with the whistleblower Gary Shapley and the, and the Biden uh, family business operation. We'll, I'm sure we'll get into that as well. 
It is it is a an extraordinary agenda. The hearing you will focus first on on what you have uh, a huge number of uh, critical issues there. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the you know you get an opening statement. So in the opening statement, I'll probably outline a lot of what I just talked about there. Just the past abuses, and I frankly, Lou, all those past things I just list, listed there, I haven't even gotten into what they've done to President Trump, what they did in 2016 when they spied on his campaign, the Mueller investigation, the the impeachment baloney. Then 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 it was then it was the, the raid of his home, Mar-a-Lago. Now, of course, what what's been happening with the classified documents issue. So I haven't got into all that. So I think we'll lay out all the things that, that, that we've seen from them and then just underscore there is no way we are going to reauthorize. FISA is up for reauthorization uh, by the end of this calendar year. So, it, you know, there, there's become more and more of a focus on that. We're, we're just not going to do it. We, we, there has to be major changes to that before we'll ever think about letting that uh, law be reauthorized. And we are really uncertain. I think I speak for a lot of people when I say this. A lot of us are very uncertain that even if you disallowed the Section 702, that they would follow the law because they have John Durham, the special counsel, has has pointed out time and time again, where, as he put it, no fidelity to the law, which is the same thing as being an outlaw. Uh, and yeah. I, I don't know that they, they won't cooperate with you on oversight. Why would we expect them to also follow the law, if not the Constitution? No, I, I know it's 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 scary. And, and frankly, until you have some some accountability uh, from a Justice Department, from an attorney general who's going to hold people accountable and not just, you know, kind of kind of move move along to the next thing. Um, I don't know that we get that, but all we can do in the in the legislative branch is point out the problems, do our oversight, propose legislation to remedy those problems. And we're working on something to have people who people in the government who are in, engaged in in censoring Americans First Amendment free speech rights. There should be real consequences. So uh, Senator Paul and our office are looking at legislation that would that would have criminal penalties for people who engage in that kind of censorship and, and, and restrict Americans First Amendment liberties. Um, but that's all we can do from from our. And then, of course, use the power of the purse. And and that's what we're do, we're, we're going to we're, we're going to be talking about things that, that we think should happen in the appropriations process that limit how your dollars can be spent, that hold people accountable if they spend the, that money in the wrong way. Uh, and use it to censor Americans in any way. Those are the kind of things we have to get in law and we have to stand firm on as we go through uh, the appropriations process here over the next few months. And referring to Judge uh, Dowdy, as you did at the outset, uh, that order to prevent uh, the the executive branch yeah. from interfering uh, with First Amendment rights and specifically social media, I, that is an out. I mean, that's just a, a historic order by that judge. Yes. Uh, and it goes sure. to what you're doing, trying to bring to heal uh, th- these executive departments, particularly the FBI, the Department of Justice uh, and others. Uh, what is what is your path yeah. forward there? Well, you know, the, the one thing I thought about that, that decision, it was so strong. I mean, there was like 80 some pages Lou, where, where he just listed the facts, the, the, the facts from what the White House did to oppress and limit and, and suppress American speech. And then it was the FBI, and then it was the State Department, then it was the GEC, then it was this organization, the CISA organization, and then NIAID, Fauci's group. On and on it went agency after agency after agency. So uh, in many ways, it confirmed what we've been doing in the Judiciary Committee relative to exposing the weaponization 
uh, of the federal government against the, the, the American people. This judge laid out those same facts we've discovered, and then he gave his preliminary uh, you know, injunction where he said, like, you got to stop this now. And I think the plaintiffs are going to prevail in court. He even used the term. He says the government functioned as an Orwellian ministry of truth in opposing and, and limiting and suppressing Americans free speech rights. I mean, that is that is chilling what the what the judge said. But it was a strong uh, uh, opinion. And um, I think it holds up when they get to the next uh, next stage of this suit, uh, because, again, the facts were just so overwhelming on the plaintiff side. We're talking with Chairman Jim Jordan, chairman of the Judiciary Committee and one of the leaders in fighting back against the attempted institutionalization uh, against free speech by the Department of uh, Homeland Security, by the Department of Justice and other agencies. We'll continue this conversation. After these quick words, please stay with us. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We're back now with Congressman Jim Jordan, chairman of the Judiciary Committee. Uh, Christopher Ray has basically, uh, I think, in the minds of some, has just simply uh, told Congress to, to go to hell. Is You have talked about your limitations in Congress and what you can do. Is there not a, a way to bring him uh, into line with the Constitution and his proper role as a director uh, of the FBI, not a dictator who can fund uh, his powers o- over the U.S. Congress? Well, I, I think you, you continue to press. Uh, I mean, for example, this, this 1023 form that he just keeps dragging his feet on and won't let the full Congress see, more importantly, the, full, the, the, the American people uh, see this this from a from a confidential source they had talking about uh, this 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 scheme that 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 this source saw where the foreign nationals were paying the Bidens and and, and supposedly according to this source Joe Biden was going to do certain policy things in exchange for that money so uh, you know we should be able to get get that form we're going to continue to press on that uh, there are some who have called for for real investigation into in, impeachment uh, kind of an impeachment inquiry there um, we we haven't we haven't moved down that road yet although um, Speaker McCarthy has been clear come, when it comes to the Attorney General Merrick Garland that he is very open to an impeachment inquiry. Uh, with the attorney general. So um, we'll keep pressing. And part of pressing is when you have these these, you know, these annual treks where the director of the FBI and then in September, it'll be the attorney general come in front of our committee and you get to ask them the tough questions and you get to press them so that the American people can see, hopefully in a clear way, really what's going on at our nation's Justice Department. And, and Lou, remember, 
There was a survey last fall, four out of five Americans think there's a two-tiered system of justice in our country. They think that because there is. And that's what, that's what Merrick Garland and Chris Ray need to understand. When you've lost the confidence of almost 80% of the people, that there's, there's a real problem there. So we'll, we'll press him on, on all those things. As, as I think about all of the items that you've listed to take up with Christopher Ray, I, I wonder about the investigatory resources that you have. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, how, how many attorneys and how many investigators do you have? How many have you added in the 118th well, Congress? We've, For you're, we've just your committee. Yeah, just on our committee, we got like 70 some staff that work for the committee, a bunch of those are our are, are lawyers, uh, good, young, sharp lawyers who are willing to work around the clock. I mean, I've, I've been talking with a number of them over this past weekend um, who are who are doing research for us on key questions, key issues that that we need to we need to ask the director about. So, yeah, we but they're working. You know, we do like a, a typical week. We're doing five or six transcribed interviews or, you know, what normal you would call depositions in Congress, we typically call them transcribed right. interviews, but we're doing five or six of those every week. And we just keep plowing ahead uh, on a number of these uh, investigations that we're involved in. And against the Justice Department, because I really believe that's what this amounts to. This is a conflict between the Congress and, and the Department of Justice. They have thousands of attorneys. We know that the uh, hundreds upon hundreds of them were unleashed just against the J6 uh, political yeah. prisoners. Uh, they have no shortage of manpower. Do you have a shortage? Do you have adequate resources right now? Because we, this thing is yeah, going we, in every which direction now. Yeah, no, it's a good point. We, we we do. I mean, to to the speaker's credit, uh, we asked for several additional uh, several million additional dollars to to do these investigations. You know, where I'm, you and I are fiscal conservatives. You don't like to spend money, but when it comes to protecting Americans' liberty and stopping the weaponization of federal agencies against we the people, uh, you need the resources to hire the good staff to do the work to show the American people what's going on, so that you have the evidence you need to then propose legislation and propose changes. Uh, in the appropriations process to to use the power of the purse to limit this stuff. So you need staff to do that and you need resources to hire that staff to do that. So we do feel like we have plenty um, and we're we're using it as as just as best as we can to get to the get to the bottom of everything. For example, the the whistleblower who has been found and it turns out now it has been questioned by U.S. Uh, law enforcement uh, uh, officers uh, in Cyprus. Uh, Give us a sense of did your investigators manage to find him as well? No, we 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 uh, we we focus those primarily on uh, we've dealt with whistleblowers who've come to our office via right. the Justice Department. Um, people like Garrett O'Boyle, I mean, right. what they did to Garrett O'Boyle, who come and talk to us about a number of issues. Lou, I mean, they took his clearance, took his pay, took his kids' clothes. When they, they moved him across the country, the day he gets across the country. They say, oh, we're, we're yanking your clearance. We're not going to give you access to all your, your, your belongings that they, that they shipped to his new – they select him for a new job. So we've mostly dealt with the folks who've come to us. And then, of course, uh, Mr. Shapley, the person with the IRS, he, he's worked with um, the Ways and Means Committee, but we've been involved with that as well, particularly some of our top lawyers uh, working on that issue to deal with, um, with, with his um, – uh, the information he brought to us. And of course, he's been retaliated against. They, they've kicked him. The Justice Department's kicked him off the investigation. So that's one, one of the other concerns we really have is 
when whistleblowers come forward to give Congress and more importantly, the American people critical information, they're not supposed to be messed with. They're not supposed to be retaliated against. And yet that, that seems to me exactly what's been happening to these uh, to these brave whistleblowers. Let me ask you this, then, because it seems that the issue here is at what point uh, is uh, impeachment uh, proceedings uh, set up against uh, Merrick Garland? There's retaliation against whistleblowers. Uh, they're obstructing your investigation as the as the head of the Judiciary Committee, uh, the most powerful committee on these issues uh, in, in, in our government. And they obstruct. And at the same time, uh, what will it, what will it take to trigger an impeachment uh, for crying out well, loud, if I can put it that way? Yeah, as I said, yeah, no, as I said, uh, the, the speaker has been been clear on this. He's he's willing to to to, to go down that path if we need to. Um, and I would also add to the list. It looks like the attorney general may not have been square with the American people when he testified and said uh, David Weiss, the U.S. attorney in Delaware, has complete authority to do what he wants. Well, according to the whistleblower, who I think is is extremely credible, Mr. Shapley, 14-year veteran, handled some of the biggest tax cases, international tax cases that the agency's ever had. Um, He said, David Weiss said he was denied special counsel status which limited his ability to bring charges in the Central District of California and in and, and Washington, D.C. So somebody's not being square. Is it is it the whistleblower? Is it Merrick Garland? Well, it sure doesn't seem like it's the whistleblower. He seems as credible as they come. So that's another reason why I think uh, the speaker has been uh, very clear. Two weeks ago, he said we may need to move into an inquiry uh, about uh, impeaching uh, Merrick Garland. And if we do, we'll 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 go full steam ahead. But that's to my point, Congressman. If the if this impeachment inquiry hasn't been triggered by lying to Congress, by lying to the public, by at the same time abuses of power, obstructing Congress, and retaliating against whistleblowers, what is that straw that will trigger uh, an impeachment inquiry? My goodness! I mean that. No, fair question. This is fair question. this is a. This is a Department of Justice that is filled with outlaws. No, the, the, uh, a fair question. It's it's why we sent a letter with with uh, Chairman Comer and, and uh, Chairman Smith, um, wanting to talk to 13 different people involved in this investigation, from David Weiss to the Assistant U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf, other Assistant U.S. Attorneys, people at the FBI, people in the Tax Division at DOJ and and the IRS. We want to talk to these folks. And and there's a process you go through, and we are committed to going through that process and taking nothing off the table, including what you just described. But we feel like we need to do this in in a fair way, but in a in a in a aggressive way, uh, unlike what the Democrats did, where they were completely unfair to President Trump in their impeachment proceedings in in a couple of Congresses ago. We're going to do it the right way, but we're going to do it aggressively, and we're not going to take anything off the table. And that's why we've sent that letter. And we're going to look to talk to all these individuals. We're talking with Congressman Jim Jordan, who chairs the Judiciary Committee and the Subcommittee on Weaponization of our government, or at least it used to be our government. We continue in one minute. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back now talking with Chairman Jim Jordan about his hearing. It'll be Wednesday. Uh, and with Christopher Ray, the director of the FBI, a lot of questions he has to ask, a lot of ground to cover. I want to I want to bring up, if I may, ESG and your uh, your inquiries mm. into some of the most powerful. Uh, well, not some of the most, uh, the most powerful firms on Wall Street and what they are doing, weaponizing something called uh, ESG, environmental social governance. Uh, it is, in the minds of many, a complete fraud. Uh, and one, though, that uh, BlackRock, for example, is using to drive business as, uh, according to Larry Fink, its CEO, as uh, never before. What do you yeah, what do you intend? The, so it's a great point. It's supposed to be the policymakers, it's supposed to be the people who go go put their name on the ballot, get elected, who make the policy in the country, not not uh uh you know, Wall Street, not not banks, not financial institutions with with their policy woke agenda. That's not how it's but in fact they're supposed to be focused on their fiduciary responsibility, their fiduciary duty to maximize profits for their for their shareholders. That's that's our concern because you know legally it's it's your fiduciary duty and when you're doing this and you're against for example oil gas and coal you're, you're, there's there's harm to those companies you're causing there's harm to the to the shareholders of the stocks of those companies but more importantly there's harm to the American economy and American families who are paying more for energy and as a result more for everything else so this is huge what's going on but it's all part of the left and the left's you know, it seems like the left controls everything. Left controls big tech. The left controls big media, big government, big corporations, big sports. You know, it seems like it controls Hollywood, the higher education. And, and, and so we're, we're just trying to say, look, there's a fiduciary responsibility here. Uh, you may control all these things, the left, but you don't control we the people. We the people still speak at election time. And they're through their elected representatives. We're going to try to find out what the heck's going on here and put a stop to it if we can. The the effort to do that, I think, is really important, if I may say, for this reason. Wall Street controls much and dominates uh, policy and uh, through lobbying. Uh, but this is a new approach on the part of uh, Fink and BlackRock and the major f firms, as you well know. But for the audience, uh, explanation to the audience, this is an effort through not-for-profits, uh, NGOs as well, yeah to drive policy and supplant the power of the federal government. And by golly, for three years, they've gotten away with it, haven't they? Yeah, and it's it's this trend where government cozies up to, to business, maybe winks at them, and then business does what government wants without the direct, uh, maybe the direct uh, 
you know, changing the law or directly coming from the from from the policymakers and from the government. I mean, it's it's frankly where we started the decision last week from Judge Doty. Government was so intertwined with big tech in pressuring them to censor speech. They said they said it was government doing the action. Well, this is kind of the same thing, even though because uh, you got all the left talking about, oh, we got to have this woke agenda. We got to do this stuff. It's about the environment, it's about governance, it's about the social. It's all these things. And so you have the finance, the big the big money interests doing what government's been talking about without actually having a law passed to say that. So it's the same kind of dynamic. And we're saying, look, there's a fiduciary duty you have to the shareholders. You don't seem to be focused on that. You seem to be much more focused on left wing policy. You and I have uh, spent enough time in Washington, me as an observer and you making policy and 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 making law. Uh, I have to say, I have not heard as arrogant a statement uh, as we heard this uh, past weekend coming from the Secret Service saying that their investigation will conclude this week, whether or not they have identified a suspect uh, in the what? cocaine caper at the <laughs> Biden White House. <laughs> Can you help me out on that? <laughs> yeah, you can. I mean, you, you have to laugh, but it, I mean, you shouldn't because it's so serious. I mean, you, you got drugs in the in the White House. I mean, what, what is going on? So um, why won't the why won't the White House just answer the question? Was it the first family or not? Like, you should be able to know that much, for goodness sake. But they what? won't even answer that that question. It's like, well, you- what? Congressman, do you, do you, they said they didn't want to violate the Hatch Act. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah they've used that. I think they've used that excuse a couple times, for goodness sake. It's crazy. Um, you, I used yeah, to think, I don't get it. I used to think that that they were idiots. But you know what I think? Yeah. I think they think we're idiots to say something like that. And they keep doing it. Yeah. And they keep getting away with it. Uh, will there? Well, and, and I know that uh, James Comer, the head of oversight, is uh, going to go for an investigation, I hope, immediately, because this can't be America and have this kind of nonsense uh, happening in our White House, in our government. Yeah. Yeah, you can't make it up. It just, uh, I don't, I don't get it, but I mean, what has it been now? Two and a half years of, of this administration. And I mean, I, everything I, I can't I literally can't think of one thing they've done right. You look at the border, you look at inflation, you look at crime, you look at energy policy. I mean, you you you, you look at foreign policy. There's not one thing they've done right. And now you add to it drugs in the White House, for goodness sake. Like, what's going on? So um it's why it's so important. There was a great, great uh, video on, on Twitter this week, and it showed Joe Biden, you know, it, it, we shouldn't, we're not making fun of it or anything, but Joe Biden on the beach just, and then they showed President Trump walking into the, to the UFC fight and just what a contrast in energy and focus. I mean, just, it was unbelievable to see. And I think the country is waking up to the fact that how good we had it under uh, President Trump's leadership and how we don't have any leadership, frankly, right now. Uh, from this administration. Well, uh, to our words were never spoken. Uh, we always give our guests the last word, uh, Mr. Chairman. So if you would, your concluding thoughts here today, and thanks for being with us. Well, the good news is they're, they're you know, even though the mainstream press is left and they don't want to, they don't want to cover the real news and they want to be biased to the, to the left. Uh, we got good people like you out there getting the truth out there. So thanks for what you do. Um, and, and we'll look forward to coming back on sometime real soon. 
Congressman Jordan, thanks so much. We appreciate it, Mr. Chairman. All best. Take care, Lou. You bet. Congressman Jim Jordan, a great American. Thanks for taking the time to be with us today. The chairman does great work for the nation and the American people, and he's a great leader of the Republican Party. Our guest here tomorrow is John Solomon, editor-in-chief of Just the News. Please join us. As I said, a lot going on this week. Please follow me on Twitter and Truth Social at Lou Dobbs and on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight. And be sure to check out the all-new LouDobbs.com website for all your latest news and headlines. We hope you'll join us back here tomorrow, every weekday, for The Great America Show. Thanks, God bless you, and God bless America. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply.